It's Tuesday, July 13th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Facing rising fears of summer violence, President Joe Biden is embarking on a political high-wire act, trying to balance his strong backing for law enforcement with the police reform movement championed by many of his supporters. Biden met at the White House with urban leaders yesterday, including Eric Adams, the heavy favorite to be the next mayor of New York City, about increased shootings as Democrats warily watch a surge across the nations. Though limited to what can be done at the federal level, Biden promised to support efforts on the ground to combat crime. The top U.S. commander in Afghanistan stepped down from the post Monday, marking a symbolic end to the American role in the war as Afghan security forces position themselves to defend critical cities across the country against a Taliban onslaught. Army General Scott Miller, the longest serving of all the commanders who have led forces over the nearly 20-year conflict, relinquished command at an event at the military headquarters in Kabul, attended by the few U.S. military and other U.S. officials still there. U.S. health regulators warned that the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine is linked to a very small incident of cases of a rare neurological disorder associated with other shots. The Food and Drug Administration added the warning language to the Johnson & Johnson shots label on Monday after finding a handful of cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome among the millions of people who have gotten the vaccine according to a person familiar with the matter. Guillain-Barre syndrome is a rare neurological disorder in which the immune system attacks nerves, causing temporary but potentially severe paralysis. Around the globe, a fire caused by an exploding oxygen canister killed at least 58 people in a hospital treating COVID-19 patients in southern Iraq late Monday in the second lethal blaze in a coronavirus facility in the country in less than three months, according to the Iraqi officials. The Iraqi government has ordered an investigation into the cause of the fire, which continued after midnight local time. Cuba's communist government stepped up its crackdown against demonstrators and activists on Monday, cutting off most communications with the outside world, deploying security forces across the country, and arresting more than 100 people, many of whose whereabouts remain unknown, activists said. Well-known dissidents and civil rights activists are among those detained by Cuban authorities in the aftermath of unprecedented nationwide protests that shook Cuba on Sunday. Back in the U.S., new state rules in California would require K-12 students to wear a face mask inside classrooms and buildings or be banned from entering school. Students denied entry to their campus for refusing to wear a mask would be provided an alternate form of education, the regulations state. The rule proposes exceptions be made for students with special health needs or disabilities. The LA Times noted that students who forget their masks must be provided a face covering local school districts could adopt more rules on top of the required state COVID-19 measures. And the beloved arcade game Donkey Kong turns 40 years old this month. 
First released by Nintendo in July 1981 to Japanese audiences, it became a mainstream hit in the U.S., surging a golden age of arcades for a decade. It also created a competitive scene with gamers all vying for high scores and world records. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thanks for listening.